Yes. But yes, yes. So we will definitely be talking about this beautiful. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. I, I yeah. love the covers. Who did the cover for this one? I don't. I'm not sure. I don't um, know. Was it uh, Sylvia? It, it was either Sylvia or JJ. Okay. It looks like a familiar style, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know yeah. the, which I don't know, artist. I can find out real quick. Yeah. It is gorgeous. I mean, yeah. very eye-catching. Yes. Very well laid out. I love the font. Easy to read. I mean, it, it ticks all the boxes for yeah. what you want in a cover. Absolutely. We've got That's Anita fun. there. Hey, Anita, how are we doing? Hi, Anita. So, yeah, a cover is very important. I mean, it's obviously it's the first thing that people see. A lot of people do judge books by the cover. And oh, absolutely. as soon as they see it, they either yes or no it. Anita thinks yes. it's a gorgeous cover, too. Yes. It, it, fits, it fits with your style of covers, Jane. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does. And that's why I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> look at the pretty. <laughs> I'm not much mistaken. Did I not see Hook being teased on Facebook earlier? Yes, you did. I finished that. I, I have I have my edits on my Kindle today. And I did not do it this evening when I got back from the bar. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Hi, Rebecca. So, well, right, right oh, drunk, edits over. So... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I can't do it. I can't write drunk. I, I can't write drunk either. It's okay. Oh, okay, I have good. good. I, I, I don't I feel so bad. Bit. Like, yeah, I am a sleepy drunk. Like, I get drunk, and all I want to do is like lay around and watch movies. Yeah, and eat. Yeah, and eat. I do I, love to yeah. snack. I like yeah. Snacks mm -hmm. are important. Well, we better get this show on the road. We've already got a couple of people watching in the chat. Hey, Anita. Hey, Rebecca. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Spilling Ink, where the talk show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry. And we've got some more authors to introduce you to, some newcomers to our show, and part of the, you just saw it, Rituals and Ruins box set. I'm going to flash that up again because it's so pretty. It is so pretty. And that's coming out when? October 4th. Oh my goodness. So that's so it's soon. less than a month. It's less than a month. So yes. that's coming out on October 4th and Tainted Minds coming out on October 4th. So I did I did a bad thing with two two releases on the same day. Busy, busy, uh, busy. Yeah. And as you say, okay. Hook will probably go in the middle of October. So oh my goodness. Uh, well, it was just... it was oh, JJ I... King who did the cover. Okay, oh, JJ King. Yep. Okay. Well, let's do some introductions before we dive on in. Um, let's go with, is it A.L. Kessler? Yes. Um, I'm A.L. Kessler. I'm mostly known for my Here Witchy Witchy series. Oh, um, and I'm excited to be part of the Rituals and Runes box set. Um, my book, The Mark, is in it. And I, I had a lot of fun writing it. So I'm super excited for the release. Ooh, any non-spoiler teasers about what the mark includes? It is um, a demon and a hunter story. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay, sounds good. And Patricia, would you like to tell us a little about yourself? Sure. Uh, I am Patricia D. Eddy. Um, I'm probably most well-known for uh, my romantic suspense series, Away from Keyboard and Gone Rogue, uh, but I do love to write paranormal. And have several paranormal series out there. My contribution to Rituals and Runes is uh, Runebound, which is about a witch uh, who is also a rune caster and a werewolf and Ooh. the end of the world and, you know, evil doing and massive All plots. The good stuff. Lots of intrigue. Yes. All the good stuff. Yes. yes. Now for the box set, they are shorter. They're, they're novella length, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> yep. Now, when you do these, do you use them as like lead-ins to another series that you're writing? Or is it just a standalone fun project? I did it as a standalone fun project. I, I did too. But at the same time, I, I built enough into it that it may become a lead-in to something else. I'm not 100% sure yet. I like that. Leave the threads open so you can pull on them if necessary. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I like them. It, I haven't done a box set in a while, but I, I always liked the ideas 
that kind of give you springboards when you do a, a story specifically for, you know, a, a box set with a certain genre or a certain theme that, you know, that they want in there. And even if it's not something you typically write, it kind of sometimes it, it creates a new fun thing for you to, to work with. Mm -hmm. Now, Jane, you have one of your fairy tales in there. Yes, I have. I have Jasmine in this one. And oh, that's Jasmine a pretty cover too. Yes, <laughs> that's my genie. I, I got to beta read Jasmine, and I'm yeah. very happy with Jasmine. Jasmine is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so I, I have that in there, and that's what I mean. Hook is number ten in this in the Fractured Fairy Tale series, so. Uh, now, is that the last one, or was there another one? Hook will be the last one. And then I had you the big in this one, yeah. And then I'm going to be next year. I'm going to be doing a, a one through ten omnibus with it. Um, you know, special cover and everything. I I need that when it when you put that one out. Definitely, I, I absolutely need that one. Definitely, I I love I, I love collecting pretty books for my bookshelf, and and yes. that one will be a, a pretty book. And full of wonderful stories too. But I, I know Jane with her cover addiction, it'll be a gorgeous yes. cover. Yes. It will, well, I, I have my uh, cover artist, Cora, uh, set to do that, I think, in January or February for that one. Because I won't be able to publish it until, you know, until it's out of the set. So. So let's talk about the, the set a little bit. What drew you to this particular box set? Was it just because it's it's aiming for a list or was the theme something that you were interested in? Whoever wants to go first. For me, it was a little bit of everything. Um, I had heard good things about other sets um, that had been done in this by, this, by, the, by the publisher. And I definitely, like I wanted to you know, the list aiming part was definitely attractive, but at the same time, for me, in part, partially because most of my books are romantic suspense, and that is sort of my bread and butter these days, I wanted an excuse to write paranormal again, too. And because I, I love my paranormals, and I don't always get the chance to focus on them as much because the other series are just in general more successful. Um, so it was it was a little bit of everything really for me. I mean, the cover was, was gorgeous. And so you, know, you can tell a lot about how a project is going to run if they put good quality into it. And so, yeah. you know, seeing the cover and going, okay, this is, this is really good quality. All right, this, these yes. are people that, you know, I want to be, I want to be in business with, I want to, I want to work with. So a little of everything for me. I worked with uh, the publisher on a couple different box sets through the last year or so. And so I kind of just jumped on, um, witches are my jam, hence the here, witchy, witchy series. Um, and the list run, I've never done one before. So I thought, why not give right. it a try? So you went in with no expectations of what the list runs would entail work-wise? I knew that it was going to be a lot of work. Um, I've got several author friends who have done list runs, um, and they kind of gave me a heads up on the amount of work. Um, but it's definitely a new experience for me. Now, has the workload, because it's, it's spread across you know, all the people who are participating, right? Has the workload been manageable? Um, not too much different than what you would do normally marketing, or is it really, you know, putting you through your paces? Um, for me, some of it's putting it through my paces because I was assigned a task that I'm not super familiar with, which was creating, um, like TikTok teaser videos. Oh, um, that was so be my next was, question. <laughs> it was completely new, um, experience for me in that aspect with the social media, uh, posting and such that that's normal that's worked into like my normal marketing workload if that makes sense okay yeah my, my next question is going to be on the the tiktok part but regine says listrum i don't recognize that word <laughs> if only there was more run rum involved yeah. yes that, yeah. that would definitely be better <laughs> uh, for those that don't know a, a list run is a box set 
that is trying to make one of the bestseller lists um, through the combined effort of marketing and sales. So it's it's a pretty lofty task. I mean, it's it's not that easy to uh, to make is that a mouthwash? Rebecca. Uh, it's it's not that easy to to make those lists and and using the combined effort, you know, you you have a better shot at it. I think it's not a guarantee, yeah, I mean, but th there is a a chance that with that combined effort of everybody together, you should be able to. Yeah, I've I've done a couple attempts on my own, and you know they're, they're hard. They're really really hard, and and they can be expensive, and they can be you know you have to you have to plan and everything has to go perfectly. Like it's it, one thing going wrong can just basically sabotage you completely. And so having, having all the people involved at, as opposed to having it all just on you makes it a lot more reassuring and just a lot, you have a lot better chance because, you know, if, if like we've all been there when life yeah. has come in the way of, something that we have planned either you know family or you know home emergency or day job emergency and all that stuff and when you have a large number of people participating you know somebody can pick up the slack for a week or so like i mean we've most of us in the set have have done that for others you know somebody somebody ends up in the hospital accidentally you know, unexpectedly or just you know has gets gets sick for a week and just has no mental focus and we've all just you know people will jump in and go oh well you know i can take care of that for you this week if there's things that need to be done let me know i'll help and it's just it's it's a very nice thing to have as a safety net that is it, pretty it cool really i do really like that oh hello cool gamer welcome to the show emergent emergency rebecca says yes um yeah because that does happen i mean the, the best laid plans always end up going awry and you know you can have as a, a solo author putting out whatever work you're putting out and you try to line it all up and like you said one thing doesn't go right and your whole marketing plan could tumble because of that yeah so having the the group dynamic is definitely helpful and uh i i I kind of wonder, do you end up making friends with those authors and working together on future projects, maybe collaborations, or is it kind of a, everybody's just doing their part and you're here for this and that's it? I think it really depends both? on both. Yeah. Like it depends on like, do you do have like some authors who are there who are like, I'm just doing my stuff and I'm just here to, to make the list run. I'm just here to do my thing and then poof, I'm gone. Um, and enough. then you do have others who are like, oh, you write similar genres. Like, how can I support you in this? Or um, I went into it with a friend, uh, Mia Bishop, and I co-write together. Um, and we have each other's backs in a lot. She lives out in the middle of nowhere. So she's one of those authors who are like, oh, I suddenly don't have internet because a storm came in. Um, and I'll post for her or we'll, we'll swap if we need to. See, I love that. And and we talk a lot on, on Spilling Ink about just having your indie tribe and, and how beneficial it is to, you know, have others who not only know what you're going through as, a, as an indie author, but who are there to help and support and encourage and share and all the, the things that we need. It makes you feel less lonely because writing can be a very solitary act. Absolutely. So all right. So TikTok, because that one is... It seems like it is the hottest thing right now. Like book talk, um, you know, all the different videos that are out there, the recommendation videos, the silly author videos, like TikTok has really become a driving force. And, and I've experienced it on a smaller scale. I haven't personally done it. I don't like TikTok. I don't understand it. I feel too, I feel old saying that. Um, but in a, a book that I recently released with my co-author, She's doing TikToks to go along with the book. And that seems to be really driving sales. Mm -hmm. So how are you finding TikTok? And, and are you are you comfortable with it? Or are you just like, oh. I think I have four TikToks up. Okay. And that is it. Um, my 10-year-old understands better than I do on how to edit videos. She doesn't even have a TikTok. But she'll come down and be like, look at this video I made. And I'm like, 
that looks better than like 90% of the TikToks I've seen. Um, yeah. It's definitely a new um, marketing <clears throat> area, but it's not one that I've explored a lot. My, my nine year or soon to be nine year old, she's all over TikTok <clears throat> and always making cute little videos and stuff. And she's got a restricted account, but that she she can do all of these things and I look and I'm like how do you know how to do this what like she's editing it in and stopping and starting and putting it with music I'm like how yeah I know I haven't I haven't figured out the music part on TikTok itself maybe you know, we I, should I, get I, the I, nine and ten year old on here to tell us how to do it I know I mean, they they know it they know it shoot my my boy child he doesn't do tiktok he does youtube but he streams from his vr to his youtube again i don't know how he does this and and i watch his channel just to make sure his videos are okay but it's like how how is this second nature for you guys and for me i'm like you make me feel old now exactly <laughs> Um, I'll ping me after because I I can I can do TikTok like oh, I know I understand TikTok I I mean I'm not overly I, I will be happy to TikTok, pick your brain but yeah. yes I can I can give you I can spend half an hour and probably save you hours of time oh, so because I, I I know <laughs> tricks I did just I did just get a new phone that has a pause button on the record so you can start recording and then pause and then pick back up, mm. um, which was not a thing on my old phone. So I did discover that the other day. <clears throat> yeah, I, I cool. can, I can, I can tell, I can teach you how to work with TikTok pretty, pretty easily. So awesome. Again, teach us, teach mine are not real. overly <laughs> successful. So, you know, but I like in part, a lot of TikTok is chance. <clears throat> and consistency and yeah. doing doing things over and over again until something hits and then once something hits a lot of times something else will hit and and it's so it's figuring out the formula and while i don't necessarily know the formula i know how to at least do the videos that will eventually lead to the formula <laughs> so you know maybe between all of us we could figure out you know we could pool pool um intelligence and and ideas and things and get to that formula and i know there are some authors like that is what absolutely took their book to the next level uh raven yeah. kennedy yeah. um brandy i can i can't pronounce her last name but she wrote the the puppet and the the pawn and the puppet book um, there's so many that like, it just catches and then book talk just runs with it. It's like the new blogs. I remember blogs used to be huge Yeah, and that was it. You wanted to get your book in the right bloggers hands and now it's TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Well, and now there's reels on Facebook and shorts mm -hmm. on YouTube. Like everybody's trying to duplicate the TikTok style. Mm -hmm. and, well, and you, can, you can upload your TikToks and have it go to your Instagram too. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah, I did but that. You, but you have to remove the TikTok watermark, and there's yeah. a trick for that too. So, okay. but again, like it's all these things that, but like they're not hard, but if you don't know them, they're hard. Mm -hmm. Once you know them, they're not hard. But I'll, be, I'll definitely be picking up. You don't know what you don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had heard somewhere the statistic that between three and five videos a day is the sweet spot if you're focusing on TikTok any less yeah. you might not hit the algorithm anymore and you become marked as as like a spammer yeah. so like trying to stick within that three to five per day but that's still three to five videos a that's day a lot. that's a lot yeah <laughs> I knew she was so rich. <laughs> yeah i i don't i don't understand tiktok i feel again i feel yeah. old when it comes to TikTok, so I haven't really done it, but I have seen, and and it, it's benefiting the book that I put out with Virginia because she's doing those. Yeah. So I'm seeing it benefit her because she's putting in that time and she's had somebody coach her on things to, to do, things to say, you know, where the sweet spot on the videos are and, and she's able to do that. And for me, it's like, it's foreign language, it's gibberish and I'm just going, 
I should just get my kids to do it. (laughs) I like to watch it. I'm totally going to recruit my daughter to help me with some of this because she does have an eye for it. Yeah. And and they are addictive. I mean, I've I've jumped on TikTok and next thing you know, a couple of hours have passed. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> so they are addictive to watch, you know, the cute little sure. funny short videos. But yeah, it's it's an interesting new marketing venture that we have to learn, I guess, as authors. And like you said before, blogging used to be the big thing. It, yeah. it was, I remember those days when trying to get, you know, the right blog tour, get the books in the, the right bloggers hands, get them to review, you know, a good review from the right blogger would be, you know, it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Those days are long gone, <laughs> unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's harder. It's harder to get visibility. It's harder to get your name out there now. And I think, you know, overall, just harder to sell any books. Um, you know, I had, I had a horrific month last month, but this month it seems to have gone up a little bit, you know, at the beginning it was great. And then all of a sudden it just fell off a cliff. It was like, it was weird. It was very, very strange. Was it doing that across the board for other authors or is it just a, you know, an algorithm thing? Like you just fell off the, the algorithm for some reason and it wasn't recommending you or because you do Amazon ads regularly, yeah. don't you? Yes, I do. And you've got a very visible presence on Facebook. So, mm-hmm. I mean, those things are continual. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no idea what happened. And it was just like, <laughs> and, and that just, you know, gives more credence to the idea of, of these, you know, box sets where everybody is putting in the effort together because it is a lot of work to try and do it all. Right. It, right. Yeah. It is. It is. <clears throat> Sorry about the run. <laughs> You're fine. So when you, when you do a, a box set that's aiming for the lists, if you don't make the list, is it still going to be good sales for you? I hope they're self-through. Yes. That's kind of a loaded question because I think we've got authors that kind of come from all different spots in their career. Um, so some something yeah. that somebody may consider good sales for them may not be considered good sales for another author. Mm-hmm. Um, but it right. does, you know, it, it equals sales. Right. Well, see, that, that's the thing. I mean, before the, the box sets became a big thing on social media, mm-hmm. there was always like these big name authors who would put out or, or publishers that would use big name authors. And then one unknown author mm-hmm. would be in the, the box set. And mm-hmm. the idea, I guess, is to get their name into the spotlight because they're with all of, of these other big names to, to help them sell. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, say you don't make the list. It does its initial sales run, but people read the stories that should be something that gives you a boost somewhere down the line or, or hopefully new new readers or yeah. um, potentially new fans. Yeah. And that's that's a hope. Oh, um, yeah. All visibility is at least all positive visibility is good visibility. And so, you know, it, it's. <clears throat> If, if this doesn't make the list, if I get two new readers out of it, that's, mm-hmm. that's a positive thing. I mean, hopefully right. I will get hundreds of new readers out of it. Thousands of new right. readers, hopefully we all will. Right. But even if it's two new readers, you never know when one new reader or two new readers are going to be the readers that become obsessed with everything you write and yeah. the readers who get on TikTok and talk about your books and buy you everything. Know, yeah. You I mean, never know who the right so, hands are going to be. Right. Yes, exactly. yes. And so any anything <laughs> that that gets my name out there and my words out there and and who I am as a writer out there, like I look at that as that that's that's worth it. At least, you know, it's it's worth it to me. And and if there's a chance for something bigger, there's a chance to make the list. If there's a chance that that will do more for me then hey, that's an added bonus. Right. And, and that's the right mindset. I, I love that. You know, any new readers are good readers. Any yeah. potential new sales are good sales. That That is absolutely the right mindset to go in with because you never know what's going to work and what doesn't in marketing. 
right. everything's a gamble. But yeah, building those connections, finding those readers who are just, you know, there for you for everything that you publish, who can't wait to see the next book, who cheer you on when, you know, you're thinking of taking up scorpion petting, you know, because we all have those down days. <laughs> I mean, you know, one one kind word from a reader can really turn your day around. Doesn't matter how upset you are. Right. Right. You know, Absolutely. Just, yeah. I love yeah. to hear from the readers. And, and it doesn't too. even have to be a lot. Just I loved your book. That was it. Right. Day yep. made. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, so I was having a, a bad day not too long ago, and uh, somebody had posted on on Facebook. They took a picture of of my book, the Right Net at the Damn Book, where I had I had purposefully written and crossed out words as I was talking about putting my children to bed, and I called them little terrors. And he's like, this is the funniest thing I've ever, I've ever read. And I was like, that's it. Day made. Thank you. <laughs> Just that exactly. little bit. Oh, yeah. Ultimately, I mean, that's what we want. We want people to read our words. Absolutely. Yep. So, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, what day was it? I had something like that happen the other day. Somebody had reached out to me and said, I love your stuff. And it was just like, it helps, especially when you see the, the, um, the, you know, the lack of sales or things like that. And you're like questioning, you know, am I really going to continue this? How painful is it? And then somebody does that and it just makes your day and makes it all worth it. So, yeah. Uh -huh. Yes, you have to start harder. <laughs> and, and I'm not I'm not hundred percent myself tonight, so sorry folks. Well, Jane, you and I are, are supposed to be writing something soon. Yes, we are. We are. Another Regine says scorpion petting will that interfere with my current passion for bee gargling. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you gargle. No, I think you can do the two the two simultaneously. I mean there yeah. you go. Do scorpions like bees? Ooh, no. I don't know. No, I don't think they do. <laughs> oh, yeah. My old house was in a scorpion neighborhood, so we we had scorpions, and you can't get rid of them. It it, it doesn't matter where you are in the valley here. Mm -hmm. If your neighborhood has scorpions, you have scorpions. Ugh. There's no getting rid of them, and it could be. I live a mile away from the house that I used to live in, and there's no scorpions in this neighborhood. <laughs> thankfully. But back where I used to live, and you just you got used to them after a while. But oh, we don't typically get them here in Colorado Springs. But Mia, where she lives in Four Corners area, she gets them. That that is something that I am now putting on my list of things to ask before I buy a, any other house or move any other place. And I never thought that was something I needed to put on the list, but that is definitely going on the list now. Yeah, seriously. And in, in, in Las Vegas, that's where I'm at. It is, it's literally like a mile away across the street. Each neighborhood is different and it doesn't matter. Good neighborhood, bad neighborhood. Some of the richest neighborhoods are the ones with scorpions because they have all the water features that attract the scorpions. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's really bad. And, and you just deal with it if you've got them and get a bug, bug guy to come by every month and keep mm -hmm. them down to a minimum. Uh, and you don't walk barefoot in your house in the summer. And, you know, you, you have workarounds. Yeah, and I walk yeah, I barefoot all the time. I hate shoes. I do, too. But when they're brown and the floor is brown and you can't see them until it's too late, you find some house slippers or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How did we get on the screen? <laughs> oh, it's I I talk about scorpion petting. I had seen that as a meme. I collect memes. And I'd seen that as a meme one time that said it was about an author. It was like, you know, a kind word can keep a, an author from, from taking up scorpion petting. I was like, yep, that, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> it. And yes, Regine, they do glow under a black light flashlight. I used to take my son out scorpion hunting in the summer. I did can not know of, that. Can of bug spray in one hand, black light in the other. And we would go around and yeah. I just learned something new. And they do. They glow. They're like it, it neon glow. They pop as soon as the, the black light hits them. Like, it's so cool. I mean, it's creepy, but it's so cool. 
the uh, the tree. They they love the palm trees. So the tree next to my old house was this big big palm. It was like a just giant barrel, and it was like Christmas. All you had to do was flash the light up by the tree, and it would just have little green specks of glowing crawly things all over it. Nope. Mm -mm. Yeah. Oh well, thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> She's buttering me up for something. She wants her book. Jane, <laughs> you and I next year we're collaborating on something. Yeah, we are. Because I'll never finish the asset series. No. I told you I'm blocked on that book. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, yeah. Have you guys ever collabed collaborated on a book? Either one of you? I have Mia Bishop and I write the um, syndicate series together. Mm -hmm. How do, how do you like that? It's fun. Um, so her and I have done a couple different projects, um, but this is the only one that we've published. Um, and the way we do it right now is we both write one novella in the same time frame in the same um, world and publish it as, as one. Mm -hmm. So there's three, um, three books out of that series right now. So it's, well, it's been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that a couple of times on the show about how, you know, collaborating, it's like a marriage. Mm -hmm. You've got to find the right partner to do it with. Absolutely. Styles have to mesh really well together and, and you have to be able to deal with, you know, the, the conflict of agreeing or disagreeing with things that, that are going into the book. So it's, it's not for everybody, but when it works, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we did beautifully on the, the running from the devil series. Oh, so much fun. How, long, how long ago was that? I know it was a while ago. Got to get on it. Three years? Yeah. It was, it like was pre-COVID, something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm but not, not all collabs work well. Yes. And it has nothing to do with whether it's a good writer or not. It's just sometimes styles don't mesh. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, you've got to, uh, you've got to have the similar vision, I think for the story and definitely a similar brain yes. <laughs> yes yeah oh yeah i mean we 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 were able to bounce off each other um you know she'd write a section and then i'd write a section or she'd write two sections and i'd i'd do the bridge or i'd write something and then she'd do the bridge it was really it was really a great collaboration so <laughs> hmm. Yeah, and we didn't we didn't argue about much in that. No, we only argued about the dogs, the puppies, <laughs> and you won. <laughs> I don't put my foot down on much, okay? But that that one I just couldn't do. <laughs> I know, I know. I was I was editing a book, and and I can't stand killing the animals. Kill yeah. kill babies, kill people. I don't care. Don't kill animals. And. <laughs> as I was going through this book, there's like four dog deaths. Mm -hmm. like, Stop oh. giving this character a dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah. But yeah, that, that's the only thing that I, I could put my foot down on. Cause everything else, I mean, it, you know, it was, yeah. you've been a soundboard for me for a long time and I've been a yeah. soundboard for you. So we're used to bouncing ideas and throwing things out and seeing what works. So right. it, it just, it clicked. But again, that's that, your styles have to mesh. Yes, yes. And I'm going to have to step away. Patricia, again. have you done any collaborations or um, any um, co-writing? I, I have. I've written a. Um, uh, my best friend and I did um, a, a short series um, under pen names uh, together, and you know we didn't didn't really do much because in part we were doing it just to to do it to to have some fun because uh, we were both feeling a little stuck with what we were currently writing and we're like, we just want to write something totally ridiculous. And so let's do it and just put it in KU and put it under a pen name. And, you know, we're, we don't care if we make any money, like we, we got really cheap covers and, you know, it was just, it was a fun project for us to do. And, and also just a way to, see if we could collab. And so if we wanted to, at some point, um, work on something more serious, more real, more, you know, that would, that we would put out under 
our names. Um, and we had a lot of fun with it. So, I mean, at some point, I, I hope that we will. We've talked about a few ideas for something that we could do together under our normal author names. Um, so, you know, hopefully. Um, but right now, it's the, just the, we both have way too much to do. <laughs> oh, isn't that the truth? I, I don't know yeah. if you guys are experiencing the same thing, but it just feels like the last couple of years has time is moving warp speed. There's not enough hours in the day and there's too many things that need to be done every day. Mm -hmm. It's like ADHD on steroids almost like you, you can't get to everything. And every time you focus on one thing, something else is pulling your attention and you're trying to juggle it all. And <sighs> I feel a lot of it lately is like, I find my groove and then something completely throws that groove off. Oh yes. Yep. Yeah, like the, yep, the absolutely. In 2020, when everybody was home, I struggled so hard to write with my kids here all the time because they weren't going to school and there was no quiet. You couldn't hear the muse and write. And <laughs> and even now that they're back in school, I'm still struggling to to find that that rhythm again and be able to to write with consistency without distractions. And mm -hmm. there's always right. something. There's always a distraction. I homeschooled uh, oh. my daughter for third grade, which was an adventure. Um, and I'm very glad that both kids are in school now. Um, but I was like, yeah, all right, both kids are going to school. They're going to be in school full time because my youngest was in uh, halftime last year. And I was like, I'm going to have all this time. And then I was like, there are two different schools, opposite ends of the city. And I spend more time in the car than I thought I was going to. Yeah, it's really not a long day when you think about it because you get drop off and then after you drop off, you get home. And if you go straight home and try to work, okay, great. But let's face it, that doesn't happen. There's, oh, I'm already out. Might as well run the errands, get a few things done. You make it home about lunchtime. After you've had lunch, oh, it's only an hour or so before you have to go pick them up again. Well, there's the day. And I work from home. So he works from home and I work and we've, our desks face each other. Oh, nice. But a lot of the time, because mine's obviously more flexible, um, a lot of the time it's, hey, honey, can you go run and do this real quick? Can you go mm -hmm. run and do this real quick? Yeah, there's always something. Oh, and Rebecca, I, I wasn't ignoring you. Jane's back now. So, Jane, yeah, uh, no. did you see the, the comments from yes. Rebecca? Yes, I did. I She's did. Cool collaborating and calling her a uh, collaborator Jane because he's yeah. he or she is yeah. killing puppies <laughs> and and Anita interviewed somebody who agrees with me on the killing animals okay mm -hmm. you don't have to agree with me it's just that's where I sit I just I can't stand hurting the animals kill mm -hmm. anything else you want to just not the animals <laughs> right right uh, I'm sorry I keep popping in and out people I'm I'm just a tad under the weather right now. <laughs> no worries. So Patricia, on the, the topic of, of, like we were talking about with the distractions and finding your groove, have you found similar in the last couple of years where it just it feels like, I don't know, there's not 24 hours in a day anymore? No. Mm -hmm. I, yes, but at the same time, um, I was also like, I, well, first of all, I have ADHD. Um, very, very, very raging ADHD uh, that I do treat, but is still a major issue. Uh, mm -hmm. But I was also diagnosed with lupus in 2020. And so that makes a big difference in a lot of what I can and can't do. Um, and and really, like, I, I have had lupus for probably 20 years, but just finally got diagnosed. And so a lot of it for me is figuring out how to work with this new normal, which is just overwhelming in terms of mental load. Like there's so many things now that I understand about my, my body and my health and my mental state that prior to being diagnosed, I was like, okay, well, why am I like this? And why am I, why do I feel miserable all the time? And, and I knew, like, I knew what was going on, even though the doctors would not officially diagnose me, but still there's, there's that whole, there's a whole adjustment period whenever you change something and, and whether it's the pandemic or whether it's a health diagnosis or 
um, something with your family, like having having a child or sending a child to college or you know any of those things, like they're all adjustments. And so for me, like I can't necessarily say if it was just the past couple of years, if it was pandemic, if it was work from home and all of that, because I had so many other changes that those in my mind are the primary cause of yes, just not being able to focus all the time or being pulled away, like having a really good couple of days. And then like for me, I'll have a really good couple of days and then I'll have a flare and then I'll have a really bad couple of days and I'll need a few days to, to recover from that. And so figuring out like what parts of writing and authoring and publishing I can do on my low energy days or my higher pain days or my mental fog days, like all of that, that's been a really big adjustment for me. But I mean, at the same time, like I feel like I've, I'm making progress with that so that things are getting a little easier. Like there are, like I, I am actually in a flare right now and like I can do things like research those are my research days because I just, I need to sit on the couch a lot more. I need to hunker down with a blanket and not move as much. And so those are great days for research because, you know, it, it just, I don't have to mentally process as much as I will or as I do when I'm actually writing. And so if I'm a little extra tired, I don't need to worry about making sure my character's words are all perfect, but I can do the research and then when I feel more mentally focused, then I have a good background and maybe it doesn't take me away from the writing as much on those days uh, because ADHD uh, had somebody just, somebody posted something on Facebook that was a meme a, a few months ago or a few weeks ago that was something like ADHD is going into your kitchen and making coffee and then 20 minutes later, suddenly realizing you're reading about Vikings and you have no coffee. Yep. But that's what it is. And so, you know, I'm I'm leaning into that on days that that I maybe don't feel as good. Okay, well, let's just let's see where the research takes me and maybe I'll find something that I want to base a book around, even if it's not for another year. That that is so important. And and as a fellow ADHD person, learning to work with what you can do instead of against what you can do is it does make a big difference and and when the pandemic struck and we were all stuck at home i went through such a, a drastic shift in my normal life because i was also getting divorced and moving and and i i it was really hard for me to focus and concentrate because i had a system that was working for a while i i wrote during certain hours of the day because those were my productive hours but it was a natural kind of cycle that i fell into and now I shifted everything and I was struggling because I couldn't find the normal again. I'm productive in the evening. I'm a night owl. I work best writing until two or three in the morning. I can't write in the mornings. Doesn't matter how much I try, can't do it. But like you, I can research during those times. So having to figure out how to work within those limitations, I, I can get things done and I have gotten a lot of stuff done, but it's it's a constant balancing act because there are still things that throw curveballs at you and you have to try and figure out what to do when that happens. Or, you know, God forbid you get a deadline and you did the procrastination thing that we're famous for. Mm -hmm. It seemed like it was like too hard to do and you put it off and it wasn't as interesting and you put it off. And now it's, you know. The 11th hour and you're going to get it done because you always do but now you're yeah. powering through as fast as humanly possible it doesn't matter what time of day it is right you know or if you had to write for literally 24 hours straight to get it done mm -hmm. yeah. done that. I, I i feel that i feel that i i'm right there with you and and adding lupus on top of that good lord oh. That, that's a lot of having to figure yourself out and, and figure out what you can and can't do. Yeah. Uh, on the plus side, it also, it, it sometimes helps me say no to things. And, you know, most of us probably don't say no to things as much as we should. <laughs> um, How do so you do it, that? It has, it's, I mean, it's still not easy. It's still very, very, very difficult. Very but, but there are some times that just, 
sometimes my body does it for me <laughs> that it's just I, i'm sorry i cannot do this today i just mm-hmm. i absolutely cannot and and that that has taught me at least i don't well i don't know taught me is but it's i'm starting to get practice in saying no and i'm hoping that one day that will translate over to me being able to say no without it needing to be, oh, I can only not do this because of lupus. It's no, I can't do this because I really can't do this. I just don't have time for this. And this is not in my priority list. Like, I'm hoping one day that will happen. It hasn't really yet. Because I, I do this to myself all the time. And I'm sure you do the same thing. We procrastinate for whatever reason. And then we have days where we literally get nothing done. And there's that guilt that goes with it. Yep. And you just feel horrible because you meant to do the thing. Mm-hmm. And instead you did everything but the thing, which mm-hmm. is still due. It still needs to be done. And yeah. it, you know, you hit the end of the day and you're like, yeah, I got to go to bed. Yeah. And you just yep. sit there with that, that guilt of, I didn't do it. Now I've screwed myself tomorrow. Yep. And it's just, yep. oh, that that's the worst. That is the worst. Yeah. I, I work a full-time job in addition to writing and um, <clears throat> and last year I took a couple of like one week vacations just because, you know, hey, why not take a vacation and just write? Like I'll take a week off and just stay home and mm-hmm. I'll get so much done. I'll get all of these projects done. And, mm-hmm. and it was really interesting. I learned after the first one that that doesn't work for me. Like at the end of the week, yeah. I will look back and I'll go, I was busy every single day but nothing on my planned to-do list actually got done. What, what? what and, and I finally, yeah. I finally yeah. figured out that for me, it actually works a heck of a lot better for me to take two weeks of half days at work because having that, that need to go into my home office and, 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 and I mean, I do, I write in my home office and I do my day job in my home office, but having that need to, I need to put in four hours at my day job, having that like block of time helps me not like just be off doing random things that are still busy and still cost me energy, but aren't the things on my to-do list helps me do more things on my to-do list. And that was like, that was a real epiphany for me last year and so now that's what i do i take half days instead of full days and it's yeah that has been life-changing rebecca agrees with you she says patricia is a genius (laughs) (laughs) it was it was a hard lesson to learn like i'm pretty sure i did two of these weeks and and still got nothing done over the course of like two or three months and then finally figured out, wait a minute, I don't know what I was doing all day. Cause it's not like I was just sitting on the couch watching Netflix. I wasn't right. like, I don't do that. I don't know how to just do nothing. My, my brain doesn't work that way, but I don't know what the heck I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it Time has a way of getting away from you. I mean, you, you start the computer up and you're like, I'm going to pay some bills. The next thing you know, you're answering emails. The next thing you know, oh, I forgot something in the kitchen. You walk to the kitchen and now you're doing the dishes and feeding the dog. And it's yep. just this, whatever is in front of you gets done. If you don't have that, that I need to get this done. This block of time is for this only. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the entire day goes by and you've gotten busy work done, but you haven't gotten the actual stuff done. Yeah. And then you hit that wall at the end of the day where it's, for me, if I know something's due, it's like, well, now it's going to be an all-nighter. Now I'm having to pay the price. I have to force myself to sit here and finish the job. Or you end up going to bed and listening to the guilt play out until you fall asleep. And Mm -hmm. then promise yourself tomorrow's going to be different. Yep. I wrote 30,000 words in about 18 hours last year at one one, one point. Because... Because I had a pre-order. I had a pre-order for a pen Can't name. Can't miss that pre-order deadline. I, exactly. And like, I I just, I didn't have anything else. Like there wasn't anything else I could do. I just, I parked myself on my office couch. I literally did not move. I told my husband like, nope, you just, I don't care. Whatever it is you put in front of me, I'll eat it. I don't really care. Just leave me alone. Like just bring me food. 
make sure I have alcohol <laughs> from time to time. Make sure I'm not dead. <laughs> other than that, just leave me alone. And yeah, oh my God, it was like, I, that, that was, it was, and yeah. I'm happy with how the book turned out amazingly, but yeah, I will never, I never want to do that again. But yeah, but there, that's an ADHD trait is that, that 11th yeah. hour pulling it out and finishing mm -hmm. on, on I was going to say, you say that you're never going to do it again and you're going to do it again. Yes. And then I, you'll tell yourself, yeah, I'm not doing well, this again. Well, but I won't do it that that day. Yeah. That, that, I won't do that it that badly. Mm -hmm. Like 15,000 words. Okay. That, I'll, I'll do that. 30, 30, 35. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. That was, that was, that was awful. Rebecca wants to know if you're a Gen X or the can do generation. Um, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know. I, I was just actually looking that up. Yes, I am. <laughs> Cause I, like all of the different labels, like I never, I, I, I always am, confused on what years they mean but yeah, yes they, I am. They, they overlap like anything between like yeah. 79 and 82 is in that weird range yeah of, is it isn't it yeah yeah and for me one of one of the things i've learned and i still have to practice restraint while doing it is is the, the gamifying my work um sprints i love sprints but if i can't find sprints going on i have to create sprints myself and I used to use ride or die. And um, that is, it's more carrot. Actually, it's more stick than carrot. And that would piss me off after a while. Now I use cold turkey, which just locks my computer for whatever set amount of time so that I can't, oh, I'm going to check my email and then go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And, and then I try and beat my word count. You know, I go 30 minutes and then, okay, here's my words take a quick break, come back next 30 minutes. Did I beat my words or not? And and if I'm gamifying it that way, I've had days, like you just said, you know, 20,000 plus words in a day because you just had to hunker down and get it done. But if I hadn't used that, that kind of gamifying, I can spend all day on one chapter doing mm -hmm. that utter perfection, going over every word, going over every sentence and, and then things don't get done. <laughs> right. Oh, as Rebecca said. Oh, she visited mm -hmm. when we did our sprint. So last was it last week that we did it? I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but I I we didn't have a show. And mm -hmm. I popped onto YouTube when I was supposed to be working. And uh, I saw that another YouTuber and indie author friend was doing a productivity sprint. And I was like, oh, oh, let me join. Mm -hmm. And I caught it at the very tail end. So they only had 20 minutes left. And I was like, dang it, I still need to do some more sprinting because I've got a lot of words to do. I have every week I have a deadline I have to turn in. And uh, she's like, well, why don't we do it on your channel? So we just did an impromptu two session sprint on, on spelling ink here. And uh, it was fun. It was productive, very productive. Cool. And I guess Rebecca was there doing, doing it with us uh, probably after the fact, because I don't remember seeing her in the comments. But it was it was fun to host one, so we might have to do that a little more often. That would be cool. Part of that that gamifying, yeah. you know, the work competing yeah. against other like, people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both competitive people. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Just a little. But it, it's it's not like aggressive competitive. It's just it's, it's good fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you beat me, I beat you. It doesn't matter. It's, it's just, let's see, what's the word count going to be? Who is it going to be this time? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Who's going to get the top number of words, you know, and, and how close am I going to get to that? Or am I going to be the top one? Yeah. And then, you know, have you beaten your personal best? Like, you know, what's right. the, the most words you've gotten in 30 minutes and, you know, mm -hmm. those kind of fun little statistics, but it, it, gives that little dopamine burst that we need to right. get us to do the thing because sometimes just staring at the blinking cursor is it's enough exciting. of a a wall to make us go oh, I'll do it later. the thing and go do something else and yeah, yeah not get it done yes yeah and it's never intentional either that's the that's the the hard part of it it's right. never intentional we always intend to get the work done but mm -hmm it's so easy to not do. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. We kind of went off on a little tangent there. That's right. 
Well, it's nice when you've got somebody who understands who's doing the same thing. It's like, oh, my people. <laughs> and again, that goes back to what we talked about before, having your tribe, mm -hmm. you know, the people who understand what you're going through, the people who are right there with you in the thick of it, who are, are struggling right. like you are, or who can cheer you on and, you know, come visit and do a sprint with you, you know, when mm -hmm. you need it or they need it, that kind of a thing. Those are really helpful, you know, to, to us as right. authors right exactly exactly like how many times at what is it four o'clock in the morning your time did i send you messages yeah, yeah. that you sent me and, and darren goes who's that hanging you <laughs> from the other side of the bed <laughs> so yeah yes. the research rabbit hole <laughs> yeah oh my god but it's so much fun it is it really it's is find so many things you didn't know you were interested in. <laughs> what is the the weirdest thing that you've you've researched? Anybody? How long it takes eyeballs to decompose? Ooh, eyeballs, that's a new one. That's a good I one. Heard that one. <laughs> I don't remember I know it's really quick. It's in my notes, but that was one a, a few years ago I had to uh we have a joke. I mean every writer has it, you know, my my FBI agents watching us, mm. uh, you know, I'm on the list. Um, we named our, my FBI agent. His name is Agent Smithington. And so anytime I research something weird, my husband's like, what is Agent Smithington going to say about this? <laughs> agent Smithington, that's a good name. That's pretty good. Most of my research is romantic suspense. So it's all things that could definitely get me arrested. <laughs> Oh, ooh. Ooh, those are the fun things. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, I, I, I now know exactly what it takes to qualify for um, FBI special field, special field agent training. And like, it is, in, it is absolutely, it is ridiculous. I used to be a triathlete and a marathoner and I'm looking at this and I'm going, oh my God, I died. Like ooh. the requirements and like, there's a whole point system and Oh, it is, it is just, it's, and then trying to figure out, cause I had a character who was trying to, he like, he got injured and he was trying to get back onto, you know, active duty and, and trying to figure out, okay, well, how many sit-ups does he have to do in, in the 30 seconds and how, how, how many push-ups? cause they're, it's point-based and like for, for like 10 to 12 sit-ups is one amount of points and 13 to 16 sit-ups is another amount of points and like okay well what can he how can i make him fail but not but still be like a badass type thing and you know just oh my god that that just that was that was that was a very tedious exercise <laughs> it's fun but it was tedious nice jane how about you uh I mean, I, I've done how long has somebody bled out? I've, uh, you know, how long uh, on different parts of the body I've had to do that. I think that was probably, and, and my sister used to teach the forensic science class. So she sent me a deck of all the forensic science stuff. So that was interesting. Um, nice. Oh, you know, how to, how to cook in the, in the medieval times what they cooked that was kind of interesting but yeah yeah those that's things. fun stuff mm -hmm. let's see regine says is it illegal to build any nuclear reactor or just once above a certain size <laughs> there's a good question mm -hmm. that's not going to get you on any fbi lists no <laughs> anita uh. says she researched if you can bleed to death from having your tongue cut out okay so anita can you let's see how quickly does a body cool if the head is removed post-mortem? Oh, I like that. Interesting. And it's I'm not sensing healthy. some crime thrillers this over there. Not in the not in my stomach. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, let's, let's wrap it up then so that uh, we don't keep you too long. Yes. Um, one more time before we, we go. When does Rituals and Runes come out? October 4th. And will it be wide available or just on Amazon? Wide. It is wide and it does have a pre-order up right now. 
Awesome. And the price for yes. that one would be 99 cents. 99 oh, cents. Deal. For 30 books. For That's 30 books. Such a steal. Wow. I know. Yeah. And a gorgeous, <clears throat> gorgeous cover, too. Yeah. I mean, how can you not like that cover? It is. It's a great yeah. cover. Thank you all for coming. I'm sorry I was in and out. Um, we hope you feel better. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this was the alcohol. <laughs> oh, no. Seriously. <laughs> so. All right. All right. Well, we will let you go. We will see you again next time, Jane. Yeah. Uh, Gail and Patricia, thank you guys so much. It has been so fun talking with you guys. Yep. And uh, good luck with the book. Come yep. back and visit us anytime. You're you always welcome to come join us for an episode. And for awesome. our followers out there, thanks for playing along in the comments today. Some great ones coming up. And uh, we will be back next time with more authors to introduce you to and some more fun conversations. So until then, bye, guys. Take care. <laughs>